Hey, America. Start, Start listening, listening now. now. Wow. Wonderful. It's our final preview show, everyone. <sighs> Sam, uh, in order to celebrate uh, this last of our preview shows, has agreed to finally divulge her opinions on the songs. While she reads off her opinions, our audience will be put in the soundproof booth. So listeners, enjoy the blaring theme music. Oh, I feel so good to get off that that all, all off my chest. Uh, I mean, I mean, really, it's the worst song that they've ever sent, and they should truly hide their heads in shame. <sighs> Y'all got yeah, that right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah, we're good. Okay. And welcome to another soundproof episode of Twelve Points from America, a Eurovision podcast from America. Yeah, uh, I'm Eric. <laughs> I'm Derek. I'm Samantha. <laughs> And I'm Danny. That's appropriate for the last preview show. Mm -hmm. It's been a I long forgot, gauntlet to run. Forgot to think of a joke uh, yeah. again. But you and, know, and, and, and technically, and technically, this isn't America. actually our last our last preview episode, considering that we will have a bit of a wrap up on our next show. Uh, but by that time, uh, some of us will already be in Europe. So this is going to be, I think, one of our last episodes with all four of us all together for a little while. Uh, at least in the same time zone. I guess the next one will be potentially just three, potentially who the heck knows. But uh, regardless, we really do appreciate you listeners at home sticking with us, whatever our permutation will be, uh, and especially sticking with us through these great preview shows. Awkward silence. All right. You can follow us on social media at our usual spots at 12PointsUSA on either Facebook or Twitter. Find us at 12pointsfromamerica at gmail.com if you'd like to uh, email us directly. Uh, or you can also find us on Instagram. And now with some of us heading over to Europe, we're just going to have a lot more interesting content over on Instagram as well, just 12 Points from America. Uh, if you would like to support our show in any way, shape, or form, we would love to have you. Just find us on Patreon for as little as a cup of overpriced coffee per month or underpriced coffee, depending on where you get your coffee. You can help us make more creative content and help support the website in years to come. Uh, our normal content isn't going anywhere, but if you want to help us, you know, come up with other cool stuff coming down the pipeline, you know how to find us. Patreon, 12 Points from America. Somebody else talk. I'm taking up too much airspace here. Yeah, get out of here. Um, check <laughs> out the on. Patreon. We we honestly have some really fun Patreon-exclusive stuff that we're, that we're working on and planning on doing. So uh, please, please check that out. Especially once we get to turn, there's going to be some fun stuff. And you do not want to miss out on some of these things. They're going to be very funny and dumb. And what what more do you want from us, the 12 points squad? What more do you want from Eurovision in general? That's my That's question. right. A <laughs> couple of quick Patreon shout-outs. We, we missed this last week for no reason. Uh, but we're going to do it now. Uh, and we want to give a shout-out to... These are a couple of familiar names, as it turns out. Liz. Liz C., whoever that is. And then uh, uh, Lisa Jane. So a couple of folks that, that have uh, shared some takes recently uh, um, also became friends of the show. Uh, as it turns out, those things are unrelated, uh, but, but you know what? Thanks. Thanks for doing that. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, check out, uh, check out the Patreon. We very much want to uh, make more stuff and, and make it worth your time. So please, uh, please do that. All right. Well, I think this would be a great time for us to introduce our fabulous special guest for the week, our, our sixth and final guest contributor for these preview shows, friend of the show, friend of ours, 
I mean, I, what else could you say about the legend that is Ellie Chalkley? How's it going, Ellie? Hello. I, I am a friend of everybody's parish these days. You know what? You're a free agent. Uh, obviously, I know you primarily through your work with ESC Insight. You know, we've worked together. We, we roomed together in Lisbon, for, for crap's sake. I mean, In a shed, possibly. Yeah, it was a shed. I a lived shed. in the roof of a shed. You did. I, I slept on the couch, and we had black toilet paper. Uh, that was... It was good times. It was good times. That was a great fortnight, actually. Yeah. I don't know why I uh, told everybody about our black toilet paper, but yeah, now you know. Uh, it was it was it was a wonderful neighborhood, uh, steps away from one of the best Pashtunata joints in the entire city. Uh, it was a wonderful fortnight. I miss it terribly. I miss you. We haven't seen each other in person since 2018. Is that right? Yeah, it's been a long old time. Uh, time is a flat circle and a flat treacherous circle when I'm away from you. But we're here together now. So for those people who don't know you, and which case, shame on them, what is sort of your Eurovision origin story? How did you, I mean, you are from the UK, so you probably grew up listening to a decent amount of it, but what was, can you pinpoint a moment that turned you from, oh, this is a thing that's on TV to this is a thing that I love. Well, that's complicated. I mean, obviously, it's the Saturday night that comes with the most sugar, snacks, and staying up late uh, if you uh, are in the right kind of household in the UK. I, I do forget. We get the luxury over here of getting Eurovision at about three in the afternoon. I always forget that over in Europe, you have to be up to like 3 a.m. In the UK, they, like, the normal finishing time is about 11 p.m., which is exotic and piquant when you're nine years old <laughs> but yeah you know a bit of a wilderness years when I was doing the whole indie snob thing at university uh, but I think I started following national finals when I moved to the Netherlands and um, Eurovision Twitter provided a really nice welcoming community so what would you say your, your current involvement is? Obviously, I mentioned ESC Insight, but you're also a, a maker in, in the Eurovision sphere as well. Well, I'm finding numerous ways of parlaying spreadsheets into fun entertainment and profit. So I have designed a phenomenally successful tea towel, which like there's no way of saying that that doesn't sound really stupid but you know we're both quizzes it's and it's nice to have all of your trivia in a really digestible format and the every eurovision result ever tea towel is certainly one of those i mean just just for the record you are not actually condoning that people literally digest your tea towel it is not it is not meant to be as a foodstuff uh oh. But but informationally, uh, it is it is a wonderful resource. I personally have one. I love it. Uh, I, I, I do not use it for actual tea towel purposes. It is purely nobody does. I've seen them framed. It's crazy. I mean, you can also purchase framed framed versions of the graphic too. Can you not? On on your uh, no, I've right? discontinued them on account of international postage for posters just being too painful. And yet, for tea towels, it's okay. F tea towels, you can fold them. Brilliant. Brilliant. All right. So if people want to, to find these tea towels or any other wonderful, wonderful things that you're coming up with, where, where can they find your work? The name of the Etsy shop is Totally Flagulous. But if you just search on Etsy for Eurovision tea towel, I mean, it's kind of the one that's there. It's a niche. 
It's a wonderful, wonderful niche. I'm occupying it. Hey, own it. So do you have any personal favorite Eurovision songs or even moments that are not necessarily song-based that you would love to, to kind of share with us? And I know it's one of those big questions. So uh, in 2017, I got to see something that people at actual Eurovision Grand Final didn't, which was Francesco Gabbani having a whale of a time absolutely knocking Occidentalis Karma out of the park um, in Café de Paris and like really interacting with the crowd, not bored of the song, looking like a winner, sounding like a winner, feeling like a winner. You know, it all became dust in the wind weeks later, but that was a great time. And just being in the middle of the uh, hardcore fan community down the front for that uh, really made me feel part of something. You absolutely are part of something. You you have made a wonderful niche and, you know, your work with Insight, your work with Totally Flagulous. We love you. You are you are very much a part of that that community and we love you for that. Yeah, and now you're a part of 12 Points for America, so it's all downhill from here. Woo! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, one last question before we kind of dive into our our roster of songs. What kind of music do you listen to outside of the Eurovision contest, if any, just so we can kind of get a little bit of a context of where your musical sensibilities are elsewhere? Difficult art projects, international noise, stoner doom metal, and uh, disaster bops. You fit in perfectly with us. This is why <laughs> we're friends, my dear. All right, so let's, let's do a quick little rundown of the songs that we're going to hear. Uh, we have got Belgium. Denmark, Switzerland, Moldova, Germany, Latvia, and Serbia. And frankly, you folks at home who've been taking notes of the songs that we've covered so far, that was absolutely no surprise for you because they're just the songs that we haven't talked about yet. So why don't we start off with Belgium? Going with Jeremy McKeesey, who is, I believe, one of the first names that we actually heard for this year's roster, if not the first altogether. Uh, but his song was released rather late in the game, as Belgium is wont to do. Uh, performing Miss You, uh, number 16 in the second semifinal. Let's hear a little clip of that. All right, so that is Miss You by Jeremy from Belgium, 16th in semifinal number two. He was the winner of La Voix Belgique, the voice of Belgium, the French-speaking part of Belgium in 2021, even though he is bilingual with Flemish and French. So, you know, we know that the Belgian broadcasters kind of go back and forth between the Walloon and the Flemish broadcaster. Jeremy here is sort of a, a wonderful bridge between the two. Uh, he's also a bridge between the uh, the performance geeks among us and the jocks among us, as he has also been signed as a goalkeeper for Royal Royal Excelsior Virton, which is a team in the Belgian First Division B League. So uh, I feel like we have at least one singer athlete every year. Last year was it was Benny Cristo from the Czech Republic. This year, oh, sorry, it's... What, did, what is it? Krav Maga? No, Capoeira? What did he do? He was like Brazilian, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, I think it was last year. Yeah. That's right. Yes. So yes, this year, this year our half jock, half performance geek is, is Belgium's <laughs> Jeremy. Uh, our Ellie, uh, as is our our semi-tradition here, we'd like to let our, our guest take the first crack at it. 
So, your thoughts on Belgium? Let me tell you a story about the early noughties. Uh, so this was a time when record companies still had a lot of money and they were throwing a lot of it at launching new artists. And this story, it is relevant to Jeremy and I think it's, um, it's great news for me. It's terrible news for Belgium. Oh dear. One of the things that I used to really like in the early noughties uh, in, in my MTV era was the process of launching a new R&B singer and there would be this launch single that was really buzzy that had some kind of interesting sonic quirk to it there'd be a lavish video I would watch the making of the lavish video for the R&B star who was yet to launch um, because it was my MTV era and I would really get into this like quirky unusual R&B hit well, hit for me, um, and then look for its chart placing when it came out and then see the video just sort of disappear embarrassingly from rotation on on MTV Bass or whatever it was I was watching it on. And then I would buy the single for 50p in the bargain bin and just go, you guys, you guys don't have ears. This is great. I like this. And it's fantastic. And unfortunately for Belgium, Jeremy's Miss You gives me 100% of those vibes. Oh, it's dear. lavish. It's quirky. It's, um, it's really my jam. But I just, for some reason, things of this exact type have failed to get cut through with everybody else. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. I think I said something a little bit similar uh, when we uh, had our... Eurovision preview party in person just yesterday as time of recording, um, which is that Belgium tends to send um, some pretty high quality songs that are like, they're very intriguing um, and they're very rewarding for multiple listens, but unfortunately they don't fit into a very handy or more importantly, popular category of predictably Eurovision song. It's not a big anthemic ballad. It's not like a, cool like i don't know like danceable hip-hop song either um instead it's just a, a a different kind of i don't know you'd, you'd find this at maybe track five on the album that this comes off of uh it just doesn't seem like it, it poises itself to be a big hit in a way that's incredibly refreshing and this song has grown on me big time but i'm with you this is kind of falling victim to Belgium syndrome again in that by virtue of it not being uh, easily categorizable, it is, um, I think, just kind of not going to go over well on a first listen for most folks. I think following up on something you said yesterday too, you said Sweden has an immediacy to it. Like the first time you listen to it, it grabs you. And I'm thinking back at a lot of Belgium songs, they don't. They do. They're, miss no. they're missing that. You're, I'm 30 seconds into the song and I want to listen to it again already. And this one, I feel like fits into that category. Like, yeah, you really got to sit with it and think about it. Um, I love his voice. I think it's really cool. And the verses work really well. The one thing I really don't like is the chorus when he goes, no. And I'm not going to try and replicate it. But he's like, uh -huh. am I going to miss you? No. But he like, it just, it hits this. I don't know, this level, and I just kind of cringe a little bit. The I... the phoneme 
doesn't necessarily always readers know either. It says like something like now. I thought it was now, exactly. I it, was it wasn't now. until I was looking at the lyrics on Spotify that I was like, it's no? Well, huh. I mean, maybe, he's, maybe he is saying now and he's just saying it in Portuguese. Yes, yeah. I mean, the, he is a man of many languages and many talents. So, I mean, who knows? He was juggling a soccer ball at the time with his knees. <laughs> yeah, I, I think this one is going to struggle even if his vocals are on point. I don't... It feels very divisive. And... I think that's a real shame because I, I like what it's bringing to the show. Maybe yeah. there will be a lot of people exactly my age watching who are ready for the new Jack Swing revival that we're not having. <laughs> they they not tried that at Eurovision with Lisa Asia. It didn't quite work. Oh, bless her. Eric, what about you? What are you thinking? Uh, uh, Sam, you go ahead first. Ah, nice try. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, I like it for the first minute, minute and a half, and then by the end, it just feels very busy because it doesn't feel overproduced no, or, it feels or, like, produced or like noisy. And yet it doesn't feel big. It doesn't feel big. But it's, it, so yeah, the production is kind of very buzzy. Yeah, it, it's... Yeah, I, I It don't feels know. like um, a record from the sort of 2005 to 2008 that's not by one of the big producers, but is by somebody who thinks that they're going to be one of the big producers. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a fun song. I think with, the, with fun staging, it could squeak into the final, but I, I, I don't... I don't know. I, I'm not, I'm not sure it's one, quite there. Say it again. Belgium syndrome. It's not happening. <laughs> I just want to say that I really like the second verse where the basal continuo motif comes in, and I think there should be more basal continuo baroque style detailing in R and B type I can, pop. Yeah, I can get behind that. Are we potentially ready to move on to our second song then? Yeah, yeah, do it. All right, all right. So we are going from Belgium, hopping over to Denmark, performing at the twelfth position in the first semifinal. It's ready with the show. Let's hear a clip. You can try me. All the things that I want you to The worst that you say. All right. So that is Ready's The Show for Denmark performing 12th in the first semifinal. So this is a fun combination of two Danes, Siggy and Ihan. And two Swedes, Agnes and Ida. Ida? Ida? Ida. I'm saying Ida. I'll probably be corrected while I'm over there. Anyway, Ihan Haidar, who is the drummer. Interesting fact about her, she was also a backing performer for the Danish act in 2012. So if you remember the drummer and should have known better, that is Ihan. She is back. Uh, so, yeah, representing representing Denmark sort of, uh, I would say, more as a lead, even though... It's a, it's a group effort and she's not taking lead vocals, but she's sort of, she seems to be sort of the spearhead of the group, uh, the most experienced of the four. But yeah, that is Ready's The Show. Who wants to, uh, who wants to start this one off? I can do it. Do it. Take it. Somebody this year was going to attempt a very high tariff move called the Rodrigo. Ooh. And why did it have to be Denmark? Uh, so in the charts, 
especially over with you guys. The old pop punks are having a little bit of a moment, partially inspired by TikTok and partially sort of funded by Disney and uh, their alumni making it big with their first albums coming through. But I think one name which is key to why this song is here and why it's like it is that you didn't mention when you're introducing Ready is Chief One. Ah. This is a Chief One joint. Um, So if you've been following Denmark in Eurovision for a while, this guy is, is, he's a big local name. He's considered a safe pair of hands with the Eurovision song. And of course, one thing that you don't really actually want with somebody writing your Eurovision song and helping put together your Eurovision act is a safe pair of hands. Um, mm. And if we have Belgian syndrome, the, then now we have the Denmark effect. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. I was doing a little bit of digging into the songwriting team. And yeah, you're, you're right. Chief One is absolutely a name that we've seen pop up a number of times. Uh, over the last couple of years. So, yeah, shame on me for missing that. It just allows the reveal. It does. It does. I, you know, bump set spike. There you go. So who's next? I'll take this one here. Okay. This is a song I wish was just better than its, than its effect. I have no problem with a song changing gears halfway through. I have no problem with that. That does not impede my enjoyment of a song. Oftentimes, I think it just makes it sound much more different from anything else on both sides of it, wherever it is in the running order. Um, however, this is just like a song that is less than the sum of its parts. I, I, I like the individual first part, and I like the last part after it picks up and it becomes a more straightforward, very pop-punk kind of feel. However stepping back and sort of considering the song as a whole, I, for some reason, just am never jazzed by it. I'm never energized by it like I feel it should. I don't know. I don't know. It's the could, it could be that it's just the constraints of the three-minute song, that this wants to be like a four-minute or a four-and-a-half-minute song because it has that slower introductory section, kind of like a... Uh, a My Chemical Romance Black Parade situation. That's what oh, this man. song could have been. Um, however, this is just a, a, I, I, I just wish it was a little longer to accomplish something like that. We have a hand in the back. Yes. <laughs> I have a question. Um, what is the show? Is it in any, is it, is it the Black Parade? Oh, what if it was? <laughs> we can't keep up with the show. So in, in my head, the canon was that they were attending a subwoofer show and just couldn't get, you know, <laughs> couldn't keep up with the fact that, you know, you had to get tickets to the moon to see it. It's the only the thing that makes sense. The central metaphor is so woolly and broad that it, in, it becomes about nothing. Yeah, it does become sort of like a, a, a vague kind of show busy, try hard situation that... Yeah, it's 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 message seems to be one of uplift and and trying really hard to succeed, but when upon closer examination, lyrics are vague enough to be just boring. Unhelpful. But is that gonna hurt it for people who only hear it the one time? Absolutely not. 
because I think this is a song that genuinely is perfect for this contest because if you're only hearing it the once, it surprises you because it kind of lulls you into this false sense of complacency with this piano ballad at the beginning and then it just shifts gears halfway through. And I think it'll work in that context much, much better than it would um, as like a radio song. And Sit sitting between Portugal, Croatia, Austria, and Iceland. Even better. <laughs> mm. I don't think this is a song that needs to do a ton of heavy lifting as long as it works with the audience in the room and on television. And if it can just get them excited, that'll be enough to push them through. And I think Denmark has kind of that reputation for being the happy-go-lucky Nordic country that has all these positivity songs. I think it just kind of fits right into their wheelhouse. Um, I don't... No, I don't think on repeat listens it's going to have the same impact or work long term, but that's not what they're trying to do here. Derek took all my talking points. Uh, so haha. I think this quite possibly benefits a bit from going right after Portugal and then Croatia. The audience is kind of lulled into, oh, OK, this is another one of those. And then all of a sudden they're like, what? It's loud now. Um, I just wish that I wish that the song itself was a bit better. And I hate to say that because I, I, I totally agree with with Derek. I think I think that this works best when you don't know the change is coming. Because I, yes, I yes. remember the I remember the first time I heard it and thought, eh, 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 eh. Uh, but. <laughs> Whoa! Anyway, the 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 uh, yeah, the song is is. Uh, I'm just not sure that the song is that great, and and so I am really not sure what to expect from from the result here. But I, I I think I think they could could get through because it's not bad, and and it does have that first impression that's really really cool. I can make the song fifty percent better with one Ooh. change. Ooh. To tell. So you know Reebok. in the final the, you know oh. <laughs> Eurovision loves a fiddler. Um <laughs> go on. So you know how in the final chorus, just when the song is uh, dying off, they have uh the charming drummer uh go one, two, three, four. It's yes. in the wrong place. That should be before the speeding up bit. So everybody's I like one, two, three, four. <laughs> That's an um, opinion. She did it. Oh. No, I was. It was, a clarification. <laughs> it was making sure that I understood the opinions of others. Don't try That's to right. do that. She was bringing as, it as, to life. Sam is merely describing the slow to fast standard punk rock form in which you do the count in because the count in serves a functional purpose of the drummer telling you how fast the fast bit is going to yes, be. Yes, we're about to change tempo. That makes sense. Yeah. Rather than the song is dying, we're counting in something else for just it's like a it's like a non-functional spiked belt of on the song. <laughs> it's like in eighties workout videos when they were wearing like a full body leotard, but it had a belt on it for some reason, like you know, mm. to keep the leotard up. Yeah, 
maybe maybe they are counting down or, or counting up towards a potential pyrotechnic moment or something ah, yes. <laughs> signaling to the booth <laughs> no it's just there because that is there as part of a rock song but it's been put together by people who don't rock sorry denmark yeah i as as harsh as it is there is there's a lot of truth in that statement i think yeah all right, shall we move on uh, to our next song then? Is, has everybody spoken their piece on Denmark? Okay, then. Uh, we are going to hop over Germany, uh, but we'll be back later to talk about Switzerland then. Ellie, when we were kind of deciding what our running order, and what our song selection were going to be for these six shows, you specifically said one sad boy, Max. Uh, we kind of found a loophole and we gave you the saddest boy potentially on record. Uh, so may I introduce Switzerland's Marius Bear with Boys Do Cry, performing in the fourth position in semifinal one. Let's hear a clip. It would shed more than a crocodile tear if you go. Oh, oh. Hearts, they get broken. God only knows why. And sometimes... All right, so that is Boys Do Cry by Marius Bear. So, Sam, you say that this is the saddest boy possible, but please think back one year to Switzerland. <laughs> How is John's Tears not the saddest boy possible? That shirt, that shirt, the shirt that he was wearing did not read sad boy to me. That's true. <laughs> it Art read space man. Boy. Yes. Anyway. All right. Mary so what, what if WRS from Romania is actually just dancing through the tears that's true. we don't actually know how not. sad any of the boys are that's very true that's very very true <laughs> keep it i feel, very I feel like we kind of know how sad mary is <laughs> but i wouldn't say like damiano david is not a sad boy i i, I think we could say no mm, outwardly i mean again we're not we're not seeing these 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 boys as they return to their their private moments are they are you know crying into a pillow are they you know crawling into a bottle we don't know we don't writing know. in a okay. diary yeah. we're just we're just going with the image that they are sending in these three minute packages is that is that is that something we can agree on sure okay Fine. so like monoskin uh marius started his musical career as a street musician and that is probably where the comparisons end uh he won the swiss music award for best talent back in 2019 so he is decently known on the swiss scene and that's most of the information that I've got on Marius here. So who wants to take a crack at Boys Do Cry? Uh, Switzerland. Yeah. I, uh... Is this the dregs episode? No. no. It, will, it, will be, it will be picking up. Will it? Hang on, it let me will. Look I know the running order. It will. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, it definitely does. I, don't know. I have no strong opinions about this. Like, I feel like we could just go have... to the next one and there would be nothing. Like, I have nothing to hate about this song. Not really. I suppose it has a nice message if it is a bit clunky and blunt. But uh, it's also not a song that I particularly seek out. So I don't know. So, Danny, you're, you're saying, my dear, that you are being somewhat neutral, much like Switzerland itself. Much like Switzerland. Ellie, do you happen to have a strong opinion on this one? Well... One thing I have <laughs> observed is that every year, um, as we do all these preview podcasts, and, you know, I listen to more than one, and I participate in more than one, um, there is a song 
which everybody enjoys absolutely unburdening themselves on. And this time it's been poor Marius. With what do you his... mean unburdening themselves on? Really, really digging in there with the Really just in. dragging him for no reason? Well, I mean, he's trying to make a statement against toxic ma- masculinity, but it's mm-hmm. not even the best sort of statement about masculinity in this episode. So... Whoops. Ah. I mean, it's nice and there will be a constituency for it. I'm not sure whether the constituency for it will show up in the semis, but if he makes it through to the grand final, somebody's going to be happy. Presumably at least Marius. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be horribly upset if it if it got through. Uh, There's it, nothing bad about it. It's just it 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 has such a hard t- such a hard time standing out, and there there may be a, a solution to that in the works. Uh, this is one of the songs Sasha John Baptiste is working on for uh, for the staging. So there, there might be something up the sleeve on this one. Who is gonna get Sasha's A game this year? It's only two. Isn't there? It's Switzerland, Australia. Who else is she working with? I think it's just those those two. Is she, is she not reswizzling Sweden? Oh. I don't know. I'm not sure. I could be wrong there. Might be somebody from her team because she does have a, a team that she works with. Yeah. 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 Well, probably Australia is getting the uh the A game, I would I would guess. Uh, I mean they hired her again after twenty eighteen. I mean she she did uh she did two Univer, right? Yeah, yes. she did. Yeah, and that worked out. So uh, th- that that's the one thing that that kind of makes me makes me think. Let's not count this one out quite yet. I uh, yeah, sadly I... we do know that because of the rules and regulations of Eurovision, Marius Bear will not be joined on stage by an actual live bear. Like we we know that that's that's off the table. So oh, well, never mind. Idea. Sorry, Betty. Come so far. We'll be performing tracks. as Marius from Les Mis, though. Mechanical bull in a bear suit. (gasps) Just the whole time. Just just on a very gentle setting to go with (sighs) the song. I'll throw him a couple of votes if he actually does that. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) I'll get a SIM card. Yeah, I'll I'll make that happen. Just looking uh, dead in the camera. Just dead (laughs) in the camera. (laughs) Like like one of those little like one of those little like dime uh, oh, the horsey ride rides outside, outside the of store. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Just a little horsey ride, yeah. No, that's going to be Sam Ryder's staging, I think. Oh, God. <laughs> With the space, space background. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and his lovely hair blowing uh, in the wind. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I've, I've seen the, um, I've seen a lot of people take the Swiss lyrics apart for um, like not actually making the point about toxic masculinity that they think they are for it just being very slow for it not having a lot of texture I've seen um, innumerable criticisms of this but I don't know when I see everybody really dragging a song I try to in my sort of new frame of positivity go at least we're having a Eurovision and at least Switzerland are here wow the faintest of praise any other editorial comments on Switzerland I feel like I haven't said I, anything, so yeah, I'll I was about say to this. Say, yeah. um, I, I know every year there's always at least one sad boy ballad, and this one is really digging in 
and just kind of like going for that gravitas. Um, I really actually do really enjoy his voice and I find, I don't go seeking this out, but whenever it comes on, I find myself listening to it all the way through and I just find it very comforting. Just the style of it. It's just nice to have there, I think. And I, I know we don't have a lot of up-tempo songs this year, so it doesn't stand out quite the same way it would, but I still enjoy it. I I think this could qualify, I think, much to the chagrin of a lot of people who just want to drag it. I mean, we've seen that before. I, I don't expect to do terribly well in the final, but I can see this making it through just on like artistic merits. The juries might go for it a little bit more than the televote. I don't think it's going to wow anybody. Who is it vying with for jury love? Well, if you're looking for other saddish boys within that that semifinal, that's basically the saddest boy that we have in that one. Um, so it'd probably all right. Yeah, there's not a direct competition within that that specific semifinal. I mean, certainly the lead singer of, of Slovenia's LPS has gotten his heart broken, but the genre is completely different. Yeah, yeah. If Switzerland was in semi two, there'd be absolutely no way that you could even think about it getting enough jury love to. The, there's just not enough jury love to go around. But in semi one, especially um, like the juries will have seen Albania and Latvia and sort of maybe gone Whoa! at Lithuania, and then they'll see Switzerland and feel really reassured. Very possible. I feel like this song would have benefited better being later in the running order because it would just be kind of, it feels like a break just in terms of everything else. Like it's, I could just kind of lean back in my chair and just relax. And, you know, I mean, we talk about these songs in terms of like how well they're going to do. I, I don't expect this to come higher than like eighth or ninth in the, in the semi if it does qualify, which I mean, is fine. If it can make it to Saturday, that's kind of a victory unto itself, especially for Switzerland, who only recently started doing well again. What do you think Switzerland's strategy like long term for Eurovision is do you think that they're aiming at like that second to fifth slot or are they gunning for a win I mean speaking as somebody who would like to avoid paying Swiss prices for two weeks of lodging um, you know do do what you do I certainly am not throwing my hat into any any specific rings here um, but at the same time Swiss chocolate you know that that and the swag bags for everybody come on but their, their, I mean, their strategy, you can never quite tell. I know. I, I feel like John with John's tears, it felt like they were going for it. So this I, might I, be uh, a rest year, so that they can go back through their card index of promising young hipsters. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And to be fair, conversely, this year does not feel like they're going for it. So I don't know. But I mean, yeah, maybe, maybe they're 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 resting the the starting lineup. I mean, this isn't Sam as bad right. as some of their pre-2019 entries. It's no DJ Bobo. No. Well, well few things are, truly. <laughs> I think She Got Me did probably better than they anticipated, and it kind of reminded them, hey, we can actually win this. Mm. They could if they um, tried, and they, yeah. Yeah, and then, they, and then John's Tears came along and like, okay, we're going all in on this. Mm. And I think after two years of really pushing that, they're like, okay, let's, let's take a step back for a second. So, for a song that we started out being somewhat neutral on, looks like we've had quite a bit to talk about. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Shall we move on to our next song, then? Is everybody... Yeah. All right. Everybody's unburdened themselves. Yeah, here. Let's get a real weirdo in the mix. Here we go. All right. Uh, yeah. So, we move on to a returning artist 
plus some new folks as well. Zovshizdub with Fratzi Adbahov, or the Adbahov brothers, with Trenoletul, the little train from Moldova, performing in the ninth spot in semifinal one. Let's hear a clip of that. All right, so that is Trenoletul, The Little Train, by Zobshistub and the Adbahov brothers. So the song is literally about the train journey between Chisinau and Bucharest, and the is sort of the geopolitical connection between the two nations. Uh, but it's about a train. So you can kind of slot this in your personal Eurovision playlist between Framos Tilskegen and Itreni de Tuzur, if you're a, an old school listener. Uh, this is Zobshistub's third trip to Eurovision after their sixth place finish in 2005 with Bunica Batedova and So Lucky in 2011, where they came in 12th place in the final. Uh, oddly enough, because they tend to go a little bit extra with their staging, uh, they keep adding extra folks to the stage, even though they are a six-person band normally. So even though this is their third try at Eurovision, they've never actually had their full six-member lineup on stage with them. So they added a drumming granny in Bunica Batedova, they added the unicycle fairy mm-hmm. princess in 2011, and now they've added the alcohol oh, brother. Them. Okay. So, so who's going to be the sad Tony this time around? Uh, that's my big question. But who wants to start us off on the little train? I think I see a hand up, Eric. I just want to say I don't think I've ever been as excited about anything in my entire life as these guys are about this train. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you you don't know train people. Uh, we're, we're Americans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we really don't know train people. Yeah, no. I, now that you mentioned that, yeah, I can. Uh, yeah, man, they love this train. It looks uh, it looks fun. It does. I mean, it. I mean, if you had you know a, a wonderful little chugga chugga from A to B, and Roman Yagapov is like traipsing up and down the aisles giving you tea, like. This is awesome. I, it depends on what time of day, you know. Like if I'm trying to get an, if I'm trying to get a little nap in, or you know, worked a long shift or something, maybe I maybe I don't need guy in the aisles. But. This isn't this isn't a commuter train. This is a like a, an overnighter from Kisinau to Bucharest, and um, you know, like an overnight ferry. It's a it's a liminal space. People get a little crazy. There's rolled up carpets of King Stefan of Moldova. It's, you know, a good time. Nobody has a ticket. Everybody's fine. Um, but yeah, it, there are so many Eurovision people who are train people. And I think it's because uh, both things have this sort of spirit of adventure and also integration, which is one of part of the, sub, the political subtext of this song about the little train. Uh, but it is also, you know, your pan-European fiddle extravaganza that really makes you really makes you go like I'm I'm doing motions here that are not going to come across on the audio. <laughs> I'm dancing. Yeah, I, I we should have like a little audio descriptor here. It's like everybody's kind of bouncing along in their seats. <laughs> Like the subtitle for the rug, so everyone knows and what it is. Also, doing a cute little lyrical uh, reference to the Ramones. I love it. 
hey ho let's go yeah actually that's one of the few parts of this song that i roll my eyes at when i hear oh what? oh it's goes, cute we can have a little ramones reference as a treat yeah. I, will, <laughs> I will say it makes me roll my eyes but i don't like actively hate it because this song is on the whole just kind of so high energy and so like the song really likes itself like the song is very confident about who it is like it's very the, the song is just like hey guess what we sent the the really folksy ethno bop for the year uh there's there's no pretense at being cool like the song does not pretend that this is a that let that this is what all the young folks are going to be listening to the song is really unabashed and there's always something very very charming about an entrant like that uh when we had the eurovision party yesterday i was actually surprised at how uh, how how popular this song came off the the sentiments for this song was a uh, a uh, uh, unusually positive i wasn't expecting that i thought a lot of people would just sort of discard this song because it is uh like i said not posturing itself as a real a real cutting edge kind of modern song and there is a, a place for that at eurovision uh and it's a place that should always be occupied i have i have respect for this song if i don't love it objectively if i don't personally love it i have a lot of appreciation for for this Fast-paced, dumb, silly little song. That's about where I'm at with the song itself. Uh, train jokes aside, uh, <laughs> it's just it's just a fun little delight, and and I I I, I really hope, and I, I I'm not too concerned about this, uh, that that Europe is going to appreciate what they have in this one. I'm a little concerned about it. <sighs> no, I don't think it's a bad song. I find it very quaint. It in some weird ways, I. I guess because I don't know train people, though I have met train people, it feels a little, I don't want to say childish, but it's like you're reading a book and you're kind of like, is this a young adult novel? It kind of has the feel of being targeted at a younger audience. Like there's the way it talks about two countries or is it one country or is it, you know, and then or, and it's called The Little Train. And, and it just kind of resets my mind to think like this is your grandfather playing a, like an old folksy song for their grandchildren. Um. And I don't have anything against that. I think, I don't know what the audience's reaction to this is going to be. I feel like this is one that they'll kind of appreciate, but they just won't really vote for it. And I don't know if the jury's going to go for it necessarily either. I'd be kind of surprised if it qualified, to be honest, though I wouldn't rule that out. I'm just really glad it's here and the Zobsy Dub are in the three times club. Absolutely. These guys are here. They don't have anything to prove. They've been performing together in some in, in some permutation since 1994. They are incredibly seasoned performers. And I feel like they're going up there and they don't have anything to prove. And they're going to bring they're going to bring fun. <clears throat> and also compare with last year where the Moldovan participation was uh, wholly bought out by uh, Kerkarov. I, yeah, I I know a lot of a lot of Eurovision fans really like sugar. Uh, I don't. I didn't. I still don't. Uh, I and and honestly, I think after the the big self indulgent like reveal thing happened, it was never going to win me back. I like. I'm not going to think of it outside of that context. And also, I think the song is just kind of dumb. The choreography is boring, and the the scream at the end is is really nothing to be proud of. Sugar's stupid, but. The little train. Yeah. I think it could. Oh. 
Oh, I love that. Uh, All right, we're done. Moving that's, on. That's perfect. That's, we can't. That's it. We don't even have to get to the last three the countries. No. All right. Are we Are we ready to move on to our next song then? All right. Let's wow. uh, yes. let's keep let's keep this rolling. Uh, let's we keep the train rolling. Choo choo. All right. So we hop back over to the aforementioned Germany. So this is one of our automatic qualifiers. So we've got Malik Harris with Rock Stars. We'll do a restart and be who we are. We used to be the rock stars We never thought of no heart Until this thing we could lifestyle I wish there was a way to go back dreaming So we've got Malik Harris and rock stars representing Germany this year. Uh, automatic qualifier goes right to the final. Uh, he released his first singles back in 2018. And since then, he's been opening for a number of international acts as they've come through Germany. Folks like Alex Clare, James Blunt, many others. So Malik's father, Ricky Harris, is a musician and presenter in his own right. And he's also from Detroit, which I guess we can kind of argue that Malik is now one of our two really sort of American-focused uh, singers for this year. It's basically him and Offman. You may also be able to argue Maro from Portugal because she lived in, in the U.S. for a while. Anyway, Ricky Harris is from Detroit, which may explain Malik's very strong English fluency and maybe a little bit of that Eminem influence, you know, bit of eight mile. I don't know. Take that as you will. What do you guys think of rock stars? I get this confused for Switzerland a lot, uh, and I'm not exactly sure why. Um Maybe it's because they're both male solo songs that I yawn over. Um, this is another emotional kind of song, a song that comes from a very deep place, uh, but that is not for me. And I can't really explain why it's not for me. I don't know. Rap hip hop is never huge on my list, um, but it's also a kind of uh, melodic rap talk singing that reminds me of 21 Pilots, and I'm also not big on that band either. I don't know. This one is not for me. And uh, the music video doesn't do me any favors, too, because it's just a guy talking at me on a screen. I watch enough YouTube. I don't need that. So I had to talk about this one maybe three weeks ago, uh, doing Insights uh, Jukebox Jewelry. And oh, I, yeah. at that point, I couldn't... I had to recuse myself, because I just couldn't work out whether it was good or not, because... <laughs> <laughs> the um, the chord sequence just mashes straight up with Yodel It and Teenage Life. Oh, my and... God. Oh, wow. Oh, Ooh. wow. Working on uh, that mashup later. It's very cursed. <laughs> Yodel It! Yeah, well, it's just it's just a very, um, like... It's, it's a plane. It's, it's a very standard progression. Very standard classical progression. Um, I think you can put uh, Canon in D over it yeah, as it's well. It's that one. It's, it's that one. Um, and so like that made it so it just went do not compute um as i tried to use it as input for a while but i found good things to say about it which is um i think that malik is so sincere in his delivery and so intense in the spoken word part of the delivery that whatever it's about will come through strongly and it's another one where I'm not 100% sure that the reading I get from the lyrics is what is intended. Uh, sort of some sort of gen generalized statement about nostalgia. Unsure if he should be having nostalgia at his age. But um, so, yeah, I think I found a way to get a hold on it, which is, 
I'm I'm really glad that something so earnest and intense is getting apparent play with a German radio audience. I think the age thing is is kind of a huge sticking point for me because he's 24. He's talking about those good old days, and I'm like, what were you like, 12? Well, yeah, he might yeah, be. I guess. <laughs> I mean, for the it's record, just... I, it makes me think of "Looking Back" by Axel, the the intended finish song of okay. and we we had that kind of comment with that as well, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I actually went back and listened to that the other day, just because I put I put 2020 on as a playlist. Um, and once again, yeah, my opinion on that didn't change either. That was a kind of, you know, emotional, but un un unfortunately forgettable. I kind of think that's what this is. I think this song works especially well, at least for me, because of the times we're living in. And it's hard for me not to think I've spent the ta last two years living as a hermit. And there's all these things I wish I could do. And I just couldn't or it wasn't safe. And I realized I realized going to Italy, this is the first time I've traveled and outside of the state in three years, just because I wasn't really able to before the pandemic. And then we had two years of just like, well, no, you probably shouldn't be flying anywhere or really yeah. traveling much. And just kind of the some of the parts he says, like, I'm I just want to stay in bed and never leave. And there's a voice in my head that's saying it's never going to get better. And, you know, I've had moments like that where I've just like thought oh man my best days are behind me and it's just downhill from here and that's a terrifying thought and i think anyone can have that at any time and especially now when we're like okay well we've just lost two years of our lives what 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 happens next i don't know it it works on me it works especially well and the spoken word part i think works really well too because he starts out very melancholy and then it just sort of amps up into like he's just panicking or having like this breakdown and, and I'm like, man, I get that. <laughs> if he gets a slot in the grand final when people are two and a half drinks in and feeling kind of emotional, it could cut through. <laughs> it really could. I, I, I agree with Derek. It works for me too. I think it's really sweet and, and, and comes from a genuine place. I also think I had not known that he was half Detroit. <laughs> that, 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 and like his his rap delivery is so much like Eminem that that makes a ton of sense if because it, it's got to be what he what you know he 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 grew up on if if he if he spent a lot of time there I I, I think I, I didn't know that this is the thing I discovered while while we were getting ready to to talk about this song this was inspired directly by the series finale of the TV show The Office. Ah, yes. I, I had read that, that. that. That sounds like a joke. It's not. Uh, the U.S. version, to be, to be specific. And he, he, he talked about this in an interview. The, uh, uh, Andy, the character played by... Um, who's that guy that's annoying? Um, Ed Helms. Thank you. Ed Helms, yeah. Doesn't narrow it down from the office, does he? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway uh, there's a quote that, that Andy has in that episode that is, I wish there was a way to know that you're in the good old days before you've actually left them. And, and he, he goes on to say that that, that, that that quote really, really stuck with him. And it turned into to this song. So I think, I think your interpretations, uh, the stuff that, Derek, you were saying just now about worrying that, that it's all downhill, like I, especially with everything that's happened over the last couple of years and the way everything has changed. I think even if you're 24 years old, 
it's valid to have feelings and concerns about about the possibility of something like that. Hopefully, obviously, for for twenty four year olds or however old we are, that that's not the case. I I acknowledge musically, it's not especially ambitious, though it does have sort of a signature style, which I think elevates it a bit from having just the 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 four chords. But I think I think the message is there. I think the call to action is there. I think this is going to do all right. And I would be happy with that for Germany. I wonder if this year we could be getting a qualifier last place in the final. That'd be a nice change. That's been a while. It has Come been. On, Norway. No, no. <laughs> no, not no. Norway. I like they have Norway. A, Come on. They have, a, they have a record to maintain. <laughs> 10 trillion views. All right. Are we, have we exercised our souls and in talking about Germany? Are we ready to move on to our next? I just saw what it was. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, a, bit of, a, bit of, a bit of whiplash coming up. Um, so, yeah, uh, let's talk about Latvia. Chidizeni uh, with Eat Your Salad performing in second spot. Take that as you will in semifinal one. Um, let's hear a clip of that. And uh, Derek, choose the clip wisely. Atlantic, no ice in the way, no need to panic. All the signs are there, let's go organic. Oh, when you eat your veggies, baby, think of me. Little kitty, don't you know that being green? No, that's being green is So that is the infamous now Eat Your Salad from Latvia's Citizen uh, or the Other Boys, uh, performing in second spot in semifinal one. Uh, so Latvian for the other boys, they formed at a songwriting camp in 2020. This is a recent development for them. Being a vegan has never looked so appealing. Uh, and I'm sure that the EVU censors have had an absolute field day with this one and some interesting conversations between them and the Latvian national broadcaster. I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall. Uh, we have not had Latvia at a Eurovision final since Heartbeat in 2016, uh, which is a rather long time. So do we think that Eat Your Salad can break that streak? Who's going to start us off? Sam, to answer your question, I don't know. <laughs> just just to get that out of the way. I, I really don't know. Obviously, the running order is doing it no favors. It's fun. It's, and it, it's going after Albania, right? Yes. Uh, I don't know. I well, don't know. from an academic perspective, it contains interesting views upon masculinities um for too long on social media i've seen a lot of this like hard right trope that real men eat meat this uh, idea that um ecological behaviors are somehow effeminate and so here come this stag party from latvia showing us that you can uh display um Let's go for robust masculinities whilst, <laughs> care, whilst caring for uh, the world around us. And also <laughs> vegans can, can do weird sexist lyrics also. And I don't know, it's kind of a waste of energy to hate it. I've come right round on it. So I was on the Supernova preview page, you know, hitting play on this. Like, oh, eat your salad. What's this? <gasps> 
<laughs> and I was like, well, Latvia are going to bury this. There's no way they're going to let it through. And then it turned out to be sort of surprisingly professional looking on stage. Um, and I guess the supernova high ups went, we wash our hands of this. Uh, we use the salad spinner to rinse our leaves of culpability uh, with this. <laughs> and then after their selection, their social media content and their stuff around the pre-parties has been so charming and sort of so effective that I'm like, is this really a band or is this some vloggers who are doing Eurovision? Like, <laughs> what's going on here? Why Why am I so charmed by these Egypts? I am, I'm convinced that these are characters completely. I'm convinced that the the song puts on a persona more than like, say, uh, like the sort of dirtbaggish persona that Tix was last year. Like I'm much more uh, convinced and into it. Like there's something very charming and, and subversive about the idea of being a complete hooligan scumbag who like boasts about how being sexy while recycling, like being being sexy about composting. Like it's 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 very absurd. And I I, I love the satirical take that it has, but I honestly think that the satire is lost on a on people the first time. Like Yes, for, because, a, for a first listen, this could be difficult to completely understand how good this is. They're just trying to work out what the audience did in the first line. <laughs> yes, yes. They they just have they ought to just be marking time after they say, you know, meow. <laughs> you think they would dare to put the first line as the recap? <laughs> no. No. EBU no, probably it's be where the choruses because the choruses themselves are tame. Yeah, the... yeah, and it's fun. Yeah, the chorus is a really nice thing to sort of sing as you're pushing your trolley around in the vegetable aisle. A little, it's a groove. <laughs> Being green is hot. It's hot. It's obvious um, that they're yes. they're talented instrumentalists too. Like it's it's the the musical. Uh, there's there's too much effort and quality put into this song for it to be a throwaway gag. Like, it, it really is a, an unusually good song. I want to have a function in Latvia so I can buck them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I want to I want to have an epic sax guy off between the Latvian epic sax guy Ooh. and the classic Moldovan. Ooh. Get that sax guy from 1991 also. Oh, God, no, not him. Wild not card. Him. No, uh, no. <laughs> All well, right. I also like that they've been uh, bringing in other Latvian drummers for their things, sort of placing for their YouTube channel, placing themselves in context. Yeah, follow their YouTube channel. It is very good content. And um, the bit where they're going through the fan art, they have a whole episode where they're going through nice things that people have drawn or made for them. And it's really sweet. A lot of Giorgio oh. O'Keefe stuff. Oh, God. <laughs> Mainly salad. Okay, that's good. Ah. Well, with George O'Keefe, you can never quite tell. <laughs> yeah, sure, for sure. The other thing I keep coming back to on this is, obviously, they're not going to say the word on stage, but also, obviously, they aren't going to need to because there are going to be, what, 12,000 people in the arena? Experiencing and... a transgressive thrill? Yes. Like, like, <laughs> they, like... They're, they're going to stop singing and every, maybe not everyone, but, but 
a lot of people, thousands of people in that crowd will enthusiastically fill in the blank for them. And, and, I, and I wonder, I mean, perhaps the EBU is preparing for this and is, and is going to, you know, Mute lo, lo, lower the crowd mics at a particular moment. But like, I wonder, people watching it on TV, how, is, how are they going to feel about that? I, I have, I, this song is super fun. I don't have a lot else to say about it. But it is such an enigma in terms of how it will do at the Eurovision Song Contest. There's a lot of sentiment kind of against this song. And I think it's by people who just don't understand it. I really do. But There's also think, like some people who think that who, it's just crude. Yeah. But again, and it is. It is. But <laughs> it is, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, my, my brain it's like crude in the way that like the Lonely Island is often crude, but it's like, you know, there, there's a deeper meaning there. There's a deeper satirical meaning. My thought is, is two things. One, you can't vote against a song. You could just refrain to vote for it. You can't just say, I'm, I'm giving negative five points to this song. You can't do that here. And two, when we're asking about, are they going to say the lyric? My brain is thinking to myself, if they make it to the final, if, could they pull a Georgia 2016 and say, say, anyway. say Pharma Gold? Happy birthday, to, happy birthday to his mother. Um, <laughs> who knows? I mean, the fine for doing something naughty on the live Eurovision stream is like 5,000 euros. So we may have to do a GoFundMe for them. Where do I sign? In the pantheon of bad things people have done, Hatari really pushed the envelope there. I think if you look at their national final, though, uh, and there's some question about, like, is the song still effective if it's censored? Like, if you're watching this at home and you maybe have a limited grasp of English at best, and it's like, I don't eat meat, I eat veggies, and I like them both. And it's like, what is he talking about? Why did he stop mid-sentence? And that, But it just, it just kind of continues on. And watching the national final, it was so bright and colorful and had so much energy and movement. And everything was well coordinated and performed. I couldn't help but think it doesn't matter. No, it, it kind of doesn't matter what the lyrics are. I, sort of like Denmark, if it gets people excited, they'll vote for it, even if they have no idea what's happening. And I think they are bringing enough energy and enough life to this that it's really going to stand out in that regard. You're going to remember it for being crass or just for being fun. I think it might do enough. But like Eric said, I think this one's on the fence. It could go either way, depending on everything that happens after it. Uh, I'd love to see this qualify. I I mean, <laughs> I'd like to see more adult at the contest, even if it's, you know, crassness. It's like, okay, that's fine too. Everything doesn't have to be mature, but at the same time, everything doesn't have to be, you know, kind of childish either. I just think that Martin Osadal has got many larger headaches than when whether the semi-final audience hear a word at quarter past eight or not. And in fact, it's not even going to be quarter past eight. It's going to be quarter past nine. I mean, I don't know what the watershed yeah. laws are in different countries, but and what, what counts as watershed if it's a word that could be construed as a saucy, saucy bit of language in another language. Also, have you seen the language they get away with in Melfest? Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, um, so it's one which there will be different implications throughout. Um, it, it's, it's surprisingly slick, it'll be fine. All right, one last tiny little question before we move on to our last song. 
if given the choice between choosing Eat Your Salad versus Jerry Hiles Vegan from the from the oh uh, man from that. from Midveer a couple years ago, which one do you pick? Eat your salad. The stage implementation of vegan was not it. I'll also say eat your salad because I want all three Baltics to get in again. Fair enough. We haven't had that in a while. Yes. All right. So shall we roll on to our last song then? Okay. Wrapping up our coverage of the songs for this year, we end with Serbia. This is Constracta with Incorpore Sano performing in the third position in semifinal two. Uh, let's hear a clip. Get your towels ready. Right, so that is in Corporesano by Constracta from Serbia, performing in the third spot in semifinal two. Uh, this is the first use of Latin in Eurovision lyrics. Uh, we've had a title in, in Latin before, but never actually the, the lyrics themselves. However, I will say that Junior Eurovision did it first with the Irish song in 2015. So, ha. Uh, the song and the performance are meant to satirize and critique the healthcare system within Serbia, especially as it pertains to independent artists, but as well as commenting on our human obsession with beauty and celebrity, often to the detriment of our own mental and physical health. So... There's a lot going on here. Who would like to go first? I'll go. I think already this song is biting off way more than it can chew. And I respect the message it's trying to go for. But when I read the description, it's like, oh, it's about beauty standards and society. And it's about healthcare. And it's about artists. And it, I'm just like, you can't do all that in three minutes. And I respect her <laughs> for trying. But there's a part of me that wishes... I wish you would have just focused on one of those and really drilled into it. Cause I think the, the healthcare message is enough. And I think that comes through very clearly where the other stuff I feel like is just sort of distracting. I, I think you could probably boil down the synopsis to be um, constructor is anxious about her health. She sees health messages everywhere and yet she knows that if she falls sick, she has no health care. You can probably even do it shorter than that. But I think the, the, the thing that I like most about it is that I love it when something truly weird and very arty slips through the net and ends up at the main contest. Like, it, it might tell him a vase. It might not work when for for like the big audience but i'm glad it's here for me eric danny i love it i think it has a uh, a tone and uh, what will undoubtedly be a presentation that sets it apart from anything at the contest i hope there is a way that they are able to provide some kind of at least close visual representation of the lyrics um or possibly lyrics on screen even though that might be a touch distraction distracting to really hammer down these Serbian lyrics about anxieties behind beauty, anxieties behind health, anxieties behind money, because these are really deep things that affect everyone in Europe. And the, uh, the, the way that the song is not cheerful and is not sugarcoating things, but also does have 
a bit of sh- like acid tonguedness to it. Like to start out a song like that being, what is the secret to Meghan Mar- Markle's lovely hair? Like for that to be the opening introduction to a song about anxieties over money, health and beauty. Like I think that's, r- it's really incredible. And she is blessed by just a face of austerity. Like to, to see her just clapping her hands and washing her hands. There is something that's very believably I don't know, not quite angry, but just she, this is a woman with convictions and you understand that by her bearing and just her look. She has been blessed with a very stern face. I really, really like this song. I think that this is going to go through. I, 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 I don't have a lot of worries about this song. Um, and I think it might top 10 if they can stage it in a way that makes it clear what the content of this song is. I'm sad to say that this song is being hamstringed by the fact that it is in a native language. I'm always the proponent for singing in native languages here, but my God, English lyrics could have been a, a real leg up for this song. I have another two things. It, the the way that it escalates from the initial Meghan Markle lyric to the, the, the outro, which is, it, it is like, being in the supermarket seeing you know the tabloids as you're on the way to the checkout and then just spiraling and spiraling and spiraling so by mm-hmm. the time you're at the cashier you're like you're chanting in latin about your health care yeah um that like that's what the song is and it's a believable thing... logical journey the way that it progresses is it feels natural mm-hmm. and the other thing is it's really nice to see somebody a little bit older than me center stage doing something like really special on the Eurovision stage she doesn't have to sing a stately ballad she uh like can just be there doing her art piece i'm not sure about top 10 but i think this is going to outperform expectations it's it's it is so weird but it is so catchy it, it is it is going to be so unlike anything that we're going to see this year it's just it's wild it has a good important message that I think gets through pretty well, uh, even as somebody who doesn't speak a whole lot of Serbian. I don't speak any Serbian. (laughs) (laughs) It's cool. It is in the three spot in the semi, which is in semis even worse than two. But I don't know. Russian woman was in the three spot. It did just fine. So Serbia, it, Serbia are also um they can qualify even with quite weird stuff. I mean if you remember Nova Decca, mm-hmm. what even was that? Oh yeah. Yeah. I suppose. Qualified just fine. They and, they have a lot of friends. Uh yeah, I was gonna I was gonna mention the fact that they do have Montenegro in the semifinal as well as North Macedonia. Well, that's a bunch of points right there. So yeah, yeah they're they they should be fine. I, I it does seem like the sort of thing that, that could be that shock non-qualifier that we get sometimes. But I, I, I don't, to be very clear, I don't think that's going to be the case. I think people are really going to, really going to grab onto it. And even if there is, even if a person doesn't understand word what's going on, there's still a little bit of that hook that keeps people engaged, that beat these you know, the, the, the motions that even if you have no idea what the heck is going on, that you just see a woman on stage with a basin of water, there's still something to grab onto. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, like, how much it comes through in the recap? Good grief! Yeah, 
this is kind of a weird one for me because like the first time I saw it, I didn't know what it was about. And I'm watching this performance and it's like, it's a woman washing her hands for three minutes. And I'm like, okay, this is a song about OCD or hypochondria or something. And then I, if I look at the lyrics, the lyrics just feel kind of scattershot to me. And it's not until someone sits down and explains, oh, this is what it's about. It's about beauty standards and how that relates to health and then how these different things. And I'm just like, if you have to explain it, it doesn't really work. And I feel like this, there needs to be a lot of heavy lifting behind this to get people to get it. Otherwise, it's just the song by itself. And is the song by itself enough? I think, yeah, it could get through. But it's a message that requires a lot of thinking. It requires a lot of explanation if you don't understand the lyrics. And that's a major hurdle to get over. The way that it worked in uh, the Serbian national final this year was that it showed up in the semi and like a bunch of people put screen grabs going, what is crazy cult lady doing uh, up on Twitter? And then loads of people went, Googled the Serbian Eurovision national final semi performance, Googled the lyrics because like you, you have to know what's going on once you've seen once you've seen the weird cult thing happen and then it got this in- enormous boost within serbia as well because everybody freelance in serbia not just artists is struggling with their health insurance um and it did sweep the televote as well because it was addressing a concern that everybody had in a stylish way um and so if the oh you'll never believe what weird thing happens at the semi-final uh, effect happens at the main contest, then if it qualifies, it's l- probably looking at a big boost from the semi to the f- grand final, just as it becomes, look out for the weird hand-washing lady. So true. Anything else to be left on the table or have we set our piece? This will be, if it does not qualify, probably my biggest heartbreak of the of the contest. I can't see... There is no other song that I want and am really gunning to qualify more than this one. Just because it is not a sure bet. Just because it's not a sure bet. If this one doesn't go through, I will cry. I've started to have a new way of thinking about uh, non-qualifiers, especially for songs that I really love. And it's, oh, my my darling is being protected from the Saturday Night Casuals. Uh. They, they they're not gonna get like idiotic things tweeted about them by That's right. Jeff from Basingstoke. <laughs> That's right. F you, Jeff from Basingstoke. And from me, to be fair, that seems like something I would do. Mm-hmm. Twelve points USA on Twitter, baby. I'm imagining Basingstoke as like an analog for like Bozeman, Montana. Here, <laughs> I don't think I've ever been to Basingstoke. I may be slandering it unfairly. <laughs> I'm sure people there would think it's fair. It's all right. We've already talked about Essex on the show, and we don't really know what's going on. But supposedly, it's somehow the New Jersey of the UK. That's correct. I and imagine. Great salt. And great salt. It's a salty area. It's very far away from me and future host city Glasgow. <laughs> no, if that is if that is the case, trust me. I already I already know which hotel I'm staying at. I already know where I'm going to be getting my breakfast, and I already know where my Monday night pub quiz is going to be. Hey. Yes. All right, so I think that wraps up our discussion from our seven songs for today. But as is per tradition, we're going to go through those last songs. And if everybody can go around, 
everybody except me, of course, and say what their favorite of this group was and what their least favorite of this group was. And just to jog everybody's memory, we chatted about Belgium, Denmark, Switzerland, Moldova, Germany, Latvia, and Serbia. So everybody, tops and bottoms, who wants to go? I know what I said. Uh, my favorite is Moldova and my least favorite, just because it's such a swing and a miss, Denmark. Hmm. I have to choose, but it's a Sophie choice. Sophie's choice for me for both uh, tops and bottoms. Uh, for bottoms, I suppose I'll just say, I suppose I'll say Germany. This is between Germany and Switzerland. And for my tops, I, gosh, for the, just because I can listen to it on literally any occasion, I will say Latvia. Out of curiosity, what was your your honorable mention for your top? Serbia, of course. Okay, Eric and Derek. My, oh, I'll say my top is Latvia. Just because it's nuts, and I love yes. it. Oh yeah. Uh, and my bottom, oh, man. It's tough this year, th- this one, because we have this no one, absolute, we have really no blockbusters terrible. here, and we've got no stinkers this week. I and I don't want to drag this any further. I'm not going to say Serbia, but Serbia is a country that is just oddly slowly declining, in my opinion, ever since I first heard it, and I don't know why. I mean, considering that, they, considering that they won on their, their first outing ever, it's, you know, you can't really go super high. But you said Belgium for your bottom there? Belgium for my bottom. I, I Just one quick note on Serbia. I think I respect the hell out of what they're doing. I, in my opinion, I don't think it's necessarily successful. But I'm not going to knock them for doing something wildly ambitious like that. And Eric? This really is tough. I, there isn't a clear top or bottom for me on, on this. For top, I, I think I will say Serbia. Because it's the one that's been stuck in my head since the Eurovision party. Hmm. Beep, 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 beep. Yeah, it's like sonar. Anyway, the the uh, bottom, I'm going to say, I, I will also say Belgium. Uh, Switzerland is real close. But it, that one's well-performed and well-constructed. It's just kind of bland. Whereas Belgium... I think just does too much and it just doesn't really, it doesn't, it's not a cohesive thing. So, so that's where I'm at with it. And that really bums me out. Like Belgium, Belgium always sends cool stuff that, that, you know, they just, they, they look at the assignment and and say, all right, well, what if we did this other thing instead? (laughs) Well, all right. Everybody at home. Thank you so much for sticking with us with our six preview episodes. Ellie, can't thank you enough for joining us a million times over how can folks at home follow your work and follow your 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 path in the eurovision sphere well you'll be looking for ellie underscore made on twitter and everything else will sort of branch off from there um i'm like the contest i'm pivoting to tiktok so you may start seeing some content there but it's kind of like a uh ever given in the suez canal type pivot we're working on it (laughs) So once you get things kind of free flowing, you'll have a backlog of stuff and then just messing with the entire global economy. I gotcha. Ellie, again, thank you so much. Everybody at home, you can follow us on social media at the usual places, 12 points USA, it's one, two points USA on Facebook and Twitter, Instagram, email us directly, all of that good stuff. Patreon, if you, if you'd like to support us that way, we will see you next week with our wrap up episode. But until then, I've been Samantha. I've been Derek. I've been Eric. And I've been Danny. America. Stop, 
and there isn't this and the, the backing up like a truck beep 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 okay 